<clears throat> Good evening, everybody. This is another episode of the Daily Diatribe coming to you on what is hopefully a very prayerful and very safe Maundy Thursday. Uh, as we know, tonight, a little over 2,000 years ago, our Lord was condemned by the Sanhedrin to death for really nothing. Uh, this is obviously a very sad night, uh, but a very prayerful and remembering night as we remember what is to follow Good Friday and Easter. Uh, and I think that there is some special significance that this is going on during this time, that around the Easter season, around the end of Lent, and around Resurrection Day, that all of this is transpiring in the world. And I think that that's important that we remember. Uh, you know, getting into that, uh, on, a, on a happier note, uh, my friend Incognito has returned from being buried under massive piles of statistics that he only could solve his way out of, like in a bad children's TV show. So how was that? It was it was most unpleasant. Although I will say it was not statistics; it was calc. I haven't gotten to the stats yet. Oh, you have not gotten to the stats yet. Well, good luck with that. And no, I will. All, all, I, the, um, all the stats review that you're doing right now, I haven't done yet. Really? That'll be that, a fun week. That is that is very unfortunate, actually. Now, unfortunately, my mic is making a lot of static right now, and I have to figure out why. Because hopefully, the static isn't actually hearable on the other end. Now, it, it, it unfortunately is. You can hear the static. Well, gosh darn, I need to figure out a way to fix it. There are two ways that I have theorized I can fix it. One is by turning up the gain, and that didn't make anything better. And one is by turning down... You see, microphones are very fickle creatures. No, that made it worse, didn't it? Well, I will just have to figure out how to deal with the static. Actually, one last try. It's still there. Well, I guess there's well, just... On a more theological note... Oh, it's uh, gone. Is it? Yes. Speak. I am now speaking, without static, hopefully. It's a very non-static situation. Okay, good. I <laughs> Always here with the corny jokes, this one. Uh, regardless, uh, yes, on, on a more theological note, you were going to say... It definitely is good to think about... Um, you know, this time, I, I actually would hope that people being confronted with their own mortality would cause them to be somewhat more religious. And not religious in the sense of ceremony, but in, you know, where will you be if Ex you... Exactly. I, I agree with that, that people, I think this has really caused a lot of people to put things into perspective, I would say, hopefully. Uh, and, you know, hopefully that draws more people closer to God. And that's obviously a good thing. Hopefully it allows several people who may have left the faith to return to the faith uh, on good terms uh, after, you know, this kind of situation worrying everybody. And I, I, I really hope that that's true. And I, I, I don't know if it is. We can only pray it is. But God willing, it will be. Uh, the other thing I, I would kind of think about during this time is we have to remember that uh, this is a time, you know, of, you know, trial and tribulation and that you know those who are already in the faith who wonder why you know quote unquote you know why god would do this to us uh i don't think that that's you know the question to be asking uh you know we have in the bible we have stories like job we have a lot of other stories and you know as a methodist i know i know other denominations believe different things but methodists you know kind of hold the strong belief uh and this is you know kind of a difference between methodism and a lot of other factions of christianity is that when we, humanity, took the 
apple off the tree. Uh, but we basically gave the world, we, since God gave the world to us, he promised he would give the world to us. That's kind of, that's how we got free will. And this mm -hmm. free okay. will, you know, has kind of led us into this. And this is why God doesn't intervene in this kind of thing so quickly. That's why tragic things happen as a result of, you know, as a result of man. Uh, and as a result of this. So this is not God's, I would have, you know, not God's fault as some people might, might like to say, but this is really, you know, a product of man and not like all men. I mean, in, the, in this case, it's just China. <laughs> I, yeah. hate to, I, hate, I hate to point the finger, but it, it's China. China has behaved in a way that recklessly endangered the world and it has recklessly endangered the world. This is not, you know, that's not a theological point because, you know, I'd suggest reading on the first principles uh, or something like, uh, oh, what's it called? Athanasius wrote it. I'm drawing a blank. Okay. I have to remember what Athanasius wrote. Uh, Athanasius books. What did Athanasius write? What did you write, Athanasius? On the Incarnation. Yeah, that's actually a good one. On the Incarnation, Life of Anthony. That was the other one I was thinking of. But yeah, I would actually suggest... You know, if you have questions about your faith, and this is something that people don't really take as a good resource all, all enough, is that a lot of ancient theologians, not really ancient, I guess, but 4th century, 5th century, 3rd century theologians already wrote about most of the questions that everybody has. Like, oh, why does this happen? And they they, they lived a lot harder lives than we did. Uh, you know, no indoor plumbing, no vaccinations, no, you know, electricity. Obviously, that was the only world they know, but looking at it, that was a much... I would say that, that would be a much bleaker world to see the light of God working in, but they did. They could see it every day. And these were people that lived, you know, through, and in many cases, some of them were confessors, which means they had been tortured for the faith. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of them, like Justin the martyr, was, you know, obviously a martyr. He died for his faith. Uh, Origen was almost a martyr. You know, these are good theologians that have gone through a lot of bad things. So, you know, if you're ever struggling, the ancient theologians, the church fathers and ancient theologians are really good resources. It's a good thing to remember that even in, um, you know, England in the last 500 years, people were still getting burned at the stake. Mm -hmm. That's that's important to remember. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, that kind of reminds me there, uh, John Wycliffe, he, you know, an interesting theologian, uh, a lot of good theologians. I know John Wesley came out of England in, that, in the 1700s. That was nice. Uh, so, yeah, there's there's all sorts of theological resources, not just modern ones. In fact, I'd actually steer clear of modern ones because a lot of them have, are, are a little bit politicized. You know what I mean? Like a lot of modern, it, it, unless it's academic, but like personal writings. And the, the great thing about these old theolo theological writings is you can find them usually like on audiobooks on the Internet because they're out of copyright because they were written in the year 400 or, you know, 325 or something like that. No. Those books that we had talked to, like you and I, you and I talked about, like Christianity Not Mysterious mm -hmm. and the Reasonableness of Christianity, mm -hmm. Good books are too. in the public. They're in the public domain. Absolutely. So things you should check out, uh, just in general. Uh, you know, this is an interesting day. Uh, it is Maundy Thursday. It is. That's it's kind of interesting because Maundy Thursday and Good Friday are the days when a lot of states are expected to reach their peak in deaths. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah, it is. That that is. I did not. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, but it, and I think that that's really weird. You know what I mean? It, it's you know, it, it's symbolic in some way that you know all these deaths shall occur around then. And hopefully, I'm not saying everything's going to get better by Easter, but I think that you know if if this really is the peak of the curve, then things will that will be the noticeable. You know, things are going to go down on Easter, or you know maybe tomorrow or a few days from now, but around there. So it's just. 
it's interesting that it lines up. And, you know, maybe if you follow the Orthodox calendar to be more accurate, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows how the curve's going to go? But it's lining up very interestingly with the Christian calendar, which, you know, is... I think some people would take it as a sign. I know other people would say that's crazy, but, you know, some people might take it as a sign. And that, that's a good thing. Uh, I think it's definitely a prayerful time. Um, I think it is absolutely more ra rational than blaming 5G. Uh, yes, it is more rational than blaming 5G. But, you know, there, there's a lot of, uh, not, not with 5G, but there's a lot of rightful suspicion around this whole crisis and how it's been contained, uh, especially with countries like, I don't, I don't know where it came from. I don't think it came from, I don't necessarily think it came from 5G, 